It's time for JT the Brick. I love my job. I love the opportunity that I can come in here and talk to the Raider Nation. Talk to JT. As we are rolling on on the biggest topic in the NFL, who will be the Raiders quarterback? This is nothing to dive into and look crazy about. Have we lost our bleeping mind? Look, the elephant in the room is the majority of our audience are Raider fans, and they would like the Raiders to win now. They don't want to rebuild. They don't care about two or three years. The last 20-plus years have been hard, and they're sick of it. Excuses die. The record stands. JT the Brick. Are you kidding me? It's an absolute free-for-all with the Raiders on national radio debate shows. Everybody now is throwing blank up against the wall. No, no, no. Who are you listening to? Who, who's putting this in your head? But what happens next is what should this team do that's responsible, not reckless, makes sense, and could kind of thread the needle and get this team back to greatness. Are you with me on that? Put some respect on JT the Brick's name. And now. Sound off like you got a pair. Here's JT the all right, JT, hour number two of the show. Thanks a lot for listening. We appreciate you as we are brought to you by Raisin Canes. Hey, how about them? Raisin Canes is back with us again. And are you a caniac? Because my sons are Raisin Canes as you're driving through the valley. Pull in, get it for pickup, get it through the window, or bring it home like my son did last night. My uh, youngest son's home from spring break at ASU, Arizona State University. He's got a pretty good life. Got a son at ASU, son at Oklahoma. The Oklahoma boys graduating in May. And the sophomore at ASU is eating canes, sleeping in, doing what kids do, I guess, at 19 years old. But my 19-year-old is a diehard Raider fan. Oh, see, I grew up a Giant fan. I asked permission for the Black Hole to work with the Raiders and then evolved into a Raider fan after 25 years. I think I paid my dues. Think I have? If I had a route between the Raiders or the Giants, everyone knows I picked the Raiders. Signed my paycheck. They've been good to me and my family. I'm all full-blown season ticket holder Raider Nation. My sons were born Raider fans. They, they were born Raider fans. And my 19-year-old sitting down today with me when uh, it was lunchtime for me, but breakfast for him, if you know what I mean, having a 19-year-old, and he talked about Lamar Jackson. And, Dad, what about this? My son's pretty sharp, man. He's, he's a, both my kids are good kids. And my son is, my 19-year-old said, I'd like a bridge quarterback. I want a rookie. I want to build it right. And I want to completely rebuild the defense, Dad. I said, that sounds great, but you don't got a radio show. <laughs> I got a radio show. I got to get a quarterback in here. We got to find a quarterback. But a lot, I think a lot of people are not mad. They're just divided and not angry about it. You just got fans in the Raider Nation, as I have a little pie chart here. Little triangle, triangle, excuse me, triangle chart. At the top is a rookie quarterback. In the left hand corner, I have Bridge. And in the right corner of the triangle, I have Veteran, Star. I want a Veteran Star. I do. I don't know if you do. I'd like a Veteran Star. Uh, my three Veteran Stars were Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Lamar Jackson. Those are three superstars. Brady retired. I think he'll remain retired. Aaron Rodgers is being courted by the Jets. And Lamar Jackson just got lowballed, and I think he's pretty pissed off about it. I think he's really upset about it. The fact that he doesn't have an agent is very interesting. Very, very interesting. I have an agent my whole career in radio, and I don't make millions of dollars a year. Did pretty well throughout my career, and the reason I had an agent is the way everybody in my business talks about it. I don't want to talk to my boss about money. I pay an agent to talk to my boss. And if they can come to terms, 
it's worth my agent getting a little bit of money for helping me get there. That's it. You know, I'm not the type of guy that wants to talk to a boss. Let the bosses talk to an agent. Well, why doesn't that work for Lamar Jackson? Could you imagine if Lamar Jackson screws this up because he didn't have an agent? Let that sink in. That's where we're at now. He wanted 240. I always knew 240 was a fake number. That was a bad number. Let's say he's worth the 210 million, guaranteed. And because he doesn't have an agent, he settles on 180 million or 175. You're going to say, "Come on, JT, it's 175. Still a lot of money." Yeah, but imagine leaving 30 or 40 million dollars on the table because your mom represents you. That we're in that category now. We're in that area code. This guy could be screwing it up. And I think Lamar Jackson's a pretty successful guy. He'll try to figure it out. But we don't know what the value is. Raise your hand and beep your horn if you're a realtor or you've ever dealt with a real estate broker. It's kind of like an agent. That's what it is. So when the market is doing great, you tell your realtor, look, you better do a good job and get me a little bit more because the market's on fire. And I hope you could sell this and there's a bidding war. And I'll pay you accordingly. You'll get paid. But if the market's going down, that realtor's got to tell you, hey, man, your house isn't worth what you thought. And I'm still getting the same fee, and I'm working a lot harder. And I have to deal with your phone calls every night on why the house didn't sell. It's a pain-in-the-ass job. Being an agent is not always easy. Lamar Jackson doesn't have one. I think this is the reason he's in a bit of this situation now. So today's show is pretty simple. The rest of the time we have here, Olden Polonese will join us coming up. Always a great guest. But I want to know if you're into Lamar Jackson. I've done shows on Brady. I've done shows on Aaron Rodgers. Guess where I'm getting to next week, Bobby? You'll be happy. Jimmy G. I got the Jimmy G day. He's a good-looking man, very good-looking man. And the women are going to love him. We're going to have a lot of women calling in, Just Win Wendy. All the gals are going to call in, hopefully. And we'll have a Jimmy G day on the radio. So after I've talked about Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, who's a matinee idol, Lamar Jackson today, sometime next week I'll have Jimmy Garoppolo day on Raider Nation Radio. All the ladies can line up, say I love Jimmy G, and we'll do a full day for Jimmy Garoppolo. But today's show's on Lamar Jackson and what Lamar needs to do to become a Raider. And if it's totally outlandish, we'll have some fun with it and move on. 702-365-9200. My buddy Lou, who's a friend of mine, just tweeted at me about the escrow. Vinny made a really good point. Vinny Bonsignor about if you want to get that guaranteed money, how you have to have it in escrow and all of that. That was a really good point by Vinny. I was aware of it, but I couldn't explain it as good as Vinny. That's why I have on Smarter People. Lou tweets in, I believe more goes into fully guaranteeing a $200-plus million deal than many fans think, from escrow accounts to financial burdens on a franchise. It's not monopoly money. He is correct on that, the way you have to spread out that guaranteed money. And it seems that's why I never thought Lamar Jackson was worth guaranteeing him a full amount. Kirk Cousins was the first to ever do it at $84 million guaranteed. And he got it all, and he's long past that. He got another guaranteed contract. But Kirk Cousins wasn't asking for $200 million. He got $84 million. It worked out great. He got another one. David's in West Palm Beach. Hello, David. Thanks for waiting. Thanks for calling from there. Go ahead. Hey, JT. Just to throw it out there, you know, it's monopoly money, as you said, but I'm all in for Lamar Jackson. I think we have to be all in for him. Now, I'm going to say something unpopular. I love Josh Jacobs and don't want to lose him, but don't we get two twos for him if we don't get him? So you still build your defense with those those two first-round picks. You get Lamar and you start – you still build for the future. I'm going to listen to you off. Whoa, 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 offline, whoa, 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 whoa. You're saying that 
You're expecting us to lose Josh Jacobs and get two first rounds? Is that what I'm sensing? Uh, what I'm saying is if you sign Lamar, you might have to. because mm. I, I think a running back is easier to throw in as a rookie than a quarterback, and you'll have a dual-threat runner anyways. So I say Lamar Jackson's it. All right. You know, if, you, if you're going to pay for Lamar Jackson, you got to give up something. You got to give up some defense. Thanks for the call. And he's a running, he's like a running back. But I, I think that Josh Jacobs, I'm happy that the Josh Jacobs deal is done. And I think they're going to negotiate to sign him long term. But I just like the fact that we all thought that Josh was going to get the franchise tag. He got it. I've been listening to the channel. I don't think anybody's calling in all upset about that. Everybody's cool and knows that Josh is going to get his money, and he's getting this franchise tag, and we wish him well. And let's see if he can do it a year after that. But I think they're going to try to negotiate a long-term deal with him here up until July 15th, and hopefully it gets done. Opens up a line for you. See, that guy just called from West Palm Beach. We had Snow Raider from Tahoe, right? Right. So I can't do a radio show in Vegas. We're four years away from that. I can't do a show here. If we were just on in Vegas, I wouldn't be here. I would not. I'd be doing like some hockey show with baseball and all this. We cannot survive on Las Vegas Raider fans. We, we appreciate West Palm Beach calling in, right? That's why we have this mobile app. So I don't have to sit here all day and wait for a Las Vegas Raider fan to call in. We want everybody to call in, but the reason I work for this franchise is they're global. We've got a global radio show. So you can call from anywhere, and our advertisers really like that. Our advertisers like knowing when the fans who are listening – in Denver and West Palm Beach come to Vegas, they'll go to our partners. I love that. Benji, case in points, in Denver. Hey, Benji, what's going on in Denver today? How are you? How you doing, JT? We we used to know each other way, way, way back in the day, and I think you're doing an exceptional job for Raider fans all over the world. We really... uh, we're really, really into this off season. I'm, I'm driving around Denver today, wearing my Raiders sweatshirt, proud as always, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and and looking forward to the answer to the question of of who's going to be our quarterback. And I, I will, I will tell you as a diehard fan for many, many years, who uh, was fortunate to be sitting in Tampa back at the uh, last time we won the Super Bowl. I, I am along for this ride. Uh, I. Uh, was into Tom Brady. I talked myself into it. I then turned myself into an Aaron Rodgers fan. Uh, the whole time I've kind of believed that Jimmy G mm-hmm. was the landing spot. But I'll tell you, the way Stidham played those two games told me that you can get basically a, a competent bridge quarterback as long as you have a plan B if that's the way you go. But now, here we are sitting today with Lamar Jackson right there, right? I mean, it's not going to be that simple. But two or three years from now is $50 million a year for a top five, top seven quarterback mm-hmm. going to be something you blink at? No, you're, you're going to be okay with that. Obviously, you need him to stay healthy. But I was at the game in Vegas when we beat the Ravens in overtime, mm-hmm. and every single Raider fan would have taken Lamar Jackson on their team that night. The guy is electric. Yes. He never stops. And he's never had Devontae Adams. And he's never had uh, the ability. Sure, Mark Andrews is great. But when you, when you go Devontae, Waller, Renfro, the play calling of McDaniels, you would see a side of Lamar Jackson that we've never seen before. And like, like your point from a moment ago, I'm not crazy about the fact that he's representing himself. You know, I, I, I 
spent some time in the TV business, and you're absolutely right. You don't want to be walking into your boss's office and saying, hey, uh, can we talk about this a little bit here? It's not working for me. No, let somebody else do that. I completely agree with you. But at the end of the day, if Lamar Jackson is under center in silver and black this year, there's not a Raider fan who's going to be upset about that because that gives us a chance to compete for the big prize. No questions asked. God, that's a good phone call. Keep calling in from Denver. Really appreciate that. Thanks for checking in, Benji. Again, I think if you look at what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson, if there's a 10% chance he's a Raider, we're going to talk about it on this radio show for about 10% or 20% of our week. Right? That's what I've done today. I do five shows a week. I do four at night. Nine total. Sundays pre- and post-game during the season. I do plenty of radio. I got to cut it up and carve it into topics that keep you entertained and at least informed. And Lamar Jackson is the topic of the day because he's available. He became available. They franchise tagged him non-exclusive. The Raiders don't have a quarterback today. They don't have one. Garbers is on the list. I guess. They don't have even Stidham signed, and that's fine because they know who they have. I think they know who they have. But you better believe New York Sports Radio today, New York Sports Radio today with Aaron Rodgers on ESPN, New York, and WFAN in New York, wall-to-wall Aaron Rodgers talk. Well, we're not at that level in Vegas with sports radio. You know, you need on a station like this just to kill time before the quarterback is picked. You need, a, you need a Lamar Jackson day and an Aaron Rodgers day or a week. And then when they're gone, you wave the topic goodbye and you move on. And I'm also not big on wasting time. You know, there's a lot of other teams in this town and other sports in this town. Shh, I don't mention. Because I don't want to bore you to death. They don't make it on this show. We talk football. We talk professional leagues like the hockey team. I love Kevin Kruger and Lon Kruger. Love UNLV basketball. Live across the street from the Las Vegas ballpark. I like to talk about them from time to time. But we like to play the hits on this show. And the biggest topic on this show should be the quarterback until the quarterback is decided on. And that's going to happen via the draft or free agency coming up here. That's all I've been saying. So everybody's opinion is really important to me right now, including Gangster Raider as he's on the flagship of the Raiders. Go ahead. What's up, JT? And this big boy radio, right? Mm-hmm. And Lamar Jackson moves the needle. You know what I mean? I was I was already all in to stay with Stidham and draft the quarterback or um, the need to build up the team and go from there. But if we can get um, Lamar Jackson, that'll move the needle, especially in the um, Vegas market. You know what I mean? We need that um, superstar fran- face of the franchise type player, mm-hmm. and he could be that. You know what I mean? And also he'll fill the seats up. And make the season ticket holders like yourself happy. You know what I mean? I might even become a season ticket holder if we get Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? I'll make that trip every week to Vegas from L.A. You know what I mean? If we get Lamar Jackson, especially if the price comes down. That's my only um, holdup was him asking for the um, totally 100%, you know, guaranteed money. That was my only holdup. But like you said, if the price significantly drop because of Baltimore doing, you know what I'm saying, I say go get him. You know what I mean? Make it a no-brainer, just like one caller I think said, if I would have did it, said I would just call his finance people and say make it happen. I don't know how true it is, but I, I believe that would be the case. So I'm all in with um, Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson. But if we don't get Lamar Jackson, I say we stick with Stidham, draft mm-hmm. um the best if if um 
Richardson fall to us, draft him, mm-hmm. or draft the best player at number seven to fill our needs, or even trade back if we can, if we don't miss out on a, one of those top three quarterbacks, trade back, get another um, first-round pick, and then do it like that. But if we can get Lamar Jackson, I say do it. That moves the needle on Big Boy Radio. All right, JT, yeah. I'm gone. Thank you. And an interesting point you said there at the end about moving back. If the Raiders want C.J. Stroud and they can't move up and get him, which I, I hope they at least make that call, if they can move up and get him, if they can't get him and they don't like Levis and they don't want Richardson, move back. Get another pick. Do what you got to do. I'm all for that. So there's a lot of things that I'm keeping my mind open to. I'm just keeping my mind open to a lot of things that could happen that are above my pay grade. There's moving up in the draft. There's moving back. There's Jared Stidham as a bridge. There's Jimmy G as a bridge. Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. And then another quarterback, I always I bring up on this show all the time, there's a wild card out there. There's a wild card quarterback out there that we're probably not talking about. Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield. You know, someone like that, which you would put in the bridge category, but you would say is some type of a wild card. Uh, Nick in Vegas. Thanks for calling in in Vegas, Nick. What's going on with you? What's happening? Yeah, a couple of calls ago you had somebody say that uh, any Vegas Raider would be happy to get Lamar. That is absolutely false. Way too much money. Mm-hmm. We got two first-round picks we got to give up. No. No, no, no. Okay. Absolutely not. So you don't want so, an MVP that can win Super Bowls? Because he's an MVP that can win a Super Bowl. I think that we could say that had, about Joe uh, Burrow predict, and Mahomes, he, who's won two. He, I predict he will never win a Super Bowl. He, he can't finish the last two. I don't want to pay a guy $200-plus plus million if he can't finish the season. I need a guy who's going to be there consistently and be a leader. So, Unfortunately, we're either going to have to have a bridge quarterback mm-hmm. and build up our defense, or we're going to have to, um, you know, draft one of these uh, guys coming up if we can get, you know, Stroud or uh, you know even Richardson. Okay. But no, I can't, I can't spend that money and give up two round first round picks. That's that's insane. So the caller before Gangster Raiders said he'll become a season ticket holder, do anything you can to get him. You call right behind him and say no way. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's my job. It's a pretty cool job. Thank you. Right? It's a good example. Someone comes in and says, I'll have a mocha mocha frappa latte uh, cappuccino. The other one comes in and says, I'll just have a water. You know, everybody's got a different opinion here in sports radio. Everybody's got an opinion, and we love them all. We love them all. I'm trying to navigate through my opinion. As Bobby reminded me today, I'm very... I'm very emotional on everyone who comes available. It's like I want everyone who comes available every day. Like every day, someone's new available. I'm like, oh, let's go get him. I like him. He's good. You know, but I understand why we moved on from Derek Carr. I understood that from day one. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I knew the day he was getting benched before you. I knew the day he wasn't going to start. That was the end. They evaluated him. They looked at him. Great guy. Great father. Great husband. Played pretty well, and they want something else. Now, hopefully something else is something better. But it's hard to find someone better than Derek Carr in this game of deck chairs. Right? We're taking away a deck chair every day. Taking someone away. Who's left that's better than Derek Carr? Fortunately, there's a few. Aaron Rodgers is better. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better. Yes, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Derek Carr. I, think, I know that Lamar Jackson is. I don't think Baker Mayfield is. Baker should be better, Bobby. Should be better than Derek, but... Yeah, he's had a lot of ups and downs. I think you could rebuild Baker to be that good again. He's so young. He's got a Heisman, number one pick, won a playoff game. He broke the all-time rookie touchdown record of Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, and all Baker Mayfield. But, you know, we want to throw things out, man. 
know, we want to throw things out all the time. I had a coffee maker, Mr. Coffee. Beautiful coffee maker, man. I've had it. I've, yeah, Joe, I've had this coffee maker in this house. It's 2009. I moved into my house in Vegas. It's 2023. I had this coffee maker since 2011. My wife reminded me. It's 2023. It rusted the other day. I, I, I want to see if I can get it fixed. My wife's like, what are you, nuts? I can buy a thousand of these, and we don't got to get it fixed. I said, wait, just give me a chance. I tried it the other day to see if it would work again. Thinking that it healed, like it healed. Shook it. You're right. I shook it. It's done. I got to get a new coffee maker there. I'll figure it out. I like something new every day in my life, and I can't wait till we get a new quarterback. Don't know who it's going to be. And these guys are stealth, man. Ooh, I love that. Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, they're stealth and telling us nothing, nothing. Everybody met with them in a boardroom, in Indy, great. Everybody, you see them out, great. They're going to tell you nothing. They came from the Patriots. They're tight. They're going to they're run their business. They're going to take care of their business, and then we'll react to it. And if we find something out ahead of time, we hope to tell you first. Once the Raiders let us know about it. 702-365-9200. One of my all-time favorite guests is next, Olden Polonis. On what happened to John Morant? What happens when an NBA player live streams being in a nightclub with a gun? Oh, no. That can't happen. In this league? No, 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 no. Olden played 15 years and is a human rights activist and well thought out. We'll find out what he thinks next. Morant downhill into the lane. He hangs it. Oh my goodness! He jumps right over Mike or Malik Beasley with a right-handed hammer. Oh Lord, that was phenomenal. Morant with the highlight reel dunk that may just bring this team back. Grizzlies radio. Pau Gasol, former Grizzly, got his number retired as a Laker. Man, that was emotional. We're brought to you by the Castaverde Law Group. I love everything about this law group. Here are personal injury and accident lawyers here. They communicate so well. Their staff is friendly. They're qualified. They have a welcoming, stress-free environment. I've been to the offices there. They look you in the eye. They are talking to you. They're asking you questions. They're trying to help you win. And they're great personal injury attorneys because of their dad and the legacy that they have. They have a Spanish-speaking staff. They uphold the legacy of being one of the first Spanish-speaking law firms in all of Las Vegas. And the best possible care you could get here at the Castaverde Law Group. Accident and injury. They fight for every client. They make you a priority. They are our proud partner, Orlando and our good friend Alex DeCastaverde, DeCastaverde Law Group, 702-222-9999. Put it in your phone. They're my guys. They'll take care of you. You need an injury attorney in town. It's the DeCastaverde Law Group. As we welcome in former 15-year big man in the NBA, my good friend, Olden Polonese. And Olden, we were just talking about John Morant. I want your perspective on him, the gun in the nightclub, and what's at stake with his life, his endorsements. What do you see with this whole saga? I, I, I see it as some of the worst decision-making in the history of sports, basically. You know, you're a young man. You know, you came in. You were under-recruited. You worked your butt off. You're a feel-good story. You know, you and your dad, your dad's 
percent, you know, on the courtside uh, uh, court seats. You know, your sister plays basketball. It's like you you had everything. You know, you grew up in a two-pan household. All that being said, now you're trying to live this life that is not you. You know, all these, you know, these fake thugs and wannabe hard individuals. I'm like, dude, let me tell you something. What I know growing up in New York City, real thugs and real gangsters, they don't let you know who they are. You find out when it's too late. And so to me, him doing all this is just a major facade, but it's it's very wrong. It's It sends so many terrible messages. And I'm really upset by this, and I'm not giving John Moran a pass. I'm not giving his father a pass because he should be doing a better job, you know, helping his son you know, not make these kind of stupid choices, you know, instead of like sitting courtside and trying to be his friend more than his dad. I'm really, this is something, it's absurd to me that this is happening right before our eyes because this is not the first incident. This is the latest incident regarding John Moran. Olden Polonese is our guest. So Olden as a teammate and someone who's been around a long time, as you mentioned, before you came to the NBA, during your career and even after, when you see a young man, and again, you know me, we've been friends a while and on the radio, I don't see race. I, I don't care. if this, this has nothing to do with race for me. When someone starts acting like a thug, starts acting and showing this personality trait, what does everybody need to do around him? Because normally that young player who's making 200 million has too much power so too many people want to hang around and get free bottle service and free private jets and just agree with that kid for making these mistakes how do you slow it down and stop it well you said it right there and that's the problem they get so caught up and everybody the money blinds everybody even his dad is blinded and so to me people are going to hang around you until they need you no more and once that's over, then they go get the next young draft pick. And so that's how this cycle of stupidity works. You got to keep close-knit people around you, people that have your best interests at heart. And this is basic stuff that you learn as a kid growing up. I'm sorry. You know, again, that's why I'm not giving him a pass. Your father's been in your life your whole life. And so I'm, I can't give you a pass in this. You're making stupid decisions, John Moran, and it has nothing to do with whether it's a veteran or whatever, your father is right there at every single game, whether it's at home or on the road. He's there every single game, and he's watching you self-derail, and it's, that's between them. I have nothing to do with John Moran. I don't have any advice for him other than stop making stupid decisions. Olden Polonies, 15-year big man, played an incredible career in the NBA and has a lot of contacts as an analyst. So what do you think Adam Silver's thinking about this? Because I don't see a lot of direction. If, if you have a gun and it's, it's confirmed you have it and it's on your Instagram feed and there's no debate, and now he's stepping away from the game, I don't know what the penalty phase should be. The last thing Adam Silver wants is this issue. Should it be 20 games, 10 games? I mean, the kid's going to go away and apologize because all this money could go away with endorsements. But I don't see a ton of leadership from the NBA on the severity of this issue, nor nor do I, Olden, know what it should be. What should the penalty phase be? Well, 
we we've already seen it. <laughs> we've already seen what the penalty is. Gilbert Arenas, Javaris Crittenden. We've already seen it. So there's precedence. You know, him whether it was in the arena or on his IG live. Okay, Adam Silver has precedence. The problem is this: Memphis Grizzlies jumped ahead of the train by suspending him two games, or by you know him taking two days to find himself. And let me say this. I understand, you know, there's a major mental health um, situation within our, our society and our world. I get that. And, I, I mean, I suffer, everybody, we all have issues. We try to deal with it the best way we know how, okay? But I don't feel you doing that is, a, is, is mental stress or mental issue because there's different avenues that you have. Kevin Love um, – uh, DeMar DeRozan, so many guys have come out and, you know, they've made it, they've almost normalized getting help and seeking help. So he, he had those avenues before getting on IG Live and taking his shirt off and doing a gun. He also had those avenues before he celebrated one of his teammates making a three-pointer by shooting off guns, you know, imaginary guns. And so to me, no. You're apologizing right now and using the mental mental health aspect, hopefully, to, you know, to keep people off of you. And that's what I'm upset about and angry about because, no, those are far and few in between because you should have said, I need help before you did all of that stuff. Yes, and that's one of the reasons I wanted the great Olden Polonies on with all your activism and at your, what you've seen in the past, and we talked a lot through – what happened after George Floyd was killed. We had a lot of deep conversations, and I love the fact that you're seeing it straight. This isn't a mental health issue. This is someone now who needs to rebuild his PR because he's a super elite NBA player at a next level. So I'm thinking McDonald's, Nike, Gatorade, Coca-Cola want no part of him, and that's too much money, Olden, to leave on the table. There are a lot of guys who don't have endorsements like LeBron. But they want a little bit of a piece to that. Floyd Mayweather is the greatest athlete I've ever seen who had no endorsements because of all of his behavior and all the problems he's had throughout his life. He didn't have a Burger King deal. He didn't have big deals like that. But he was making $100 million a fight. Very rare there. So does Ja have to fall on the sword here and talk about other issues to try to disguise the fact that he was just stupid in a nightclub with a gun? Exactly. You, you come clean. I get tired of these, you know, stupid uh, apologies that really don't don't focus on what the issues are. You know, it's like it's so generic. Well, I apologize, dude, Captain Obvious. We already know what you did. Now, give me a real, sincere apology, and then once you apologize, it doesn't happen again. You know, I it, this reminds me of you know LeBron. You know, and I'm LeBron gets enough. Publicity, you know, but at the same time, we have to give him credit, you know. And I point to that because LeBron was raised by a single mom, okay, struggled. Mm-hmm. We have never seen madness like this from a guy who deservedly could do anything and everything he wants to do and chooses to always do right because he knows what's at stake, he knows who else is watching, he knows his kids are there. And so he respects his legacy. John Morant is destroying his legacy by his own hands. 
And so to me, again, I go back, yo, T. Morant, where are you? Stop being your son's friend. Be his father. Olden Polonese, last one, Olden on John Morant. Domestic violence, hitting a woman, never, ever, ever condoned under any circumstance. DUI, where you could kill someone or seriously injure someone, never condoned, but players have been in other sports, they've gotten through that. Where do you consider this as a strike in his life? It it just seemed like some thug-like behavior in a nightclub, which was stupid. Do you think he can easily put this behind him because it wasn't a serious crime? Or is this a big strike, and he's probably only got one more strike after this? Well, there's so many ways to, to answer that question, and I'll answer it this way. You're right. There's so many other things that's happened. You know, you know, domestic violence, you react to a situation. You definitely could have walked away, but sometimes some, you know, things happen. You know, I don't condone it, but, you know, it's just emotional stuff. You know, DUI, you know, we all have drunk something and gotten behind the wheel of a car. So let's not lie out there, okay? We just didn't kill nobody or we didn't get stopped. And so be thankful for that. What John Morant is doing is an actual choice that he's making. Like, this is how I want to portray myself. This is how I'm going to conduct myself. I'm going to have these friends around because I say this, JT, the people he's trying to emulate, every last one of them wish they were in John Moran's shoes. Alden, you're always the voice of reason. Uh, we'll talk in a couple of weeks and get back to the NBA. Hey, am, are my Knicks for real? Are they on the radar? Are the Knicks <laughs> the real deal? Hell yeah, they're for real. They're starting to believe, and they're buying into um, – uh, Thibodeau's uh, system and madness or whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. people have to give credit where it's due. And it's, it, it's there's two people right now. It's Jalen Brunson playing at the high level he's playing and being a professional. And Derrick Rose being the professional he's been by keeping that team together, even though he's not playing and he wants to play, but he stayed so positive and so focused on team. Talk to you soon, my friend. Thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome, too. Olden Polonies. Appreciate him getting back to us and coming on. Olden's fantastic. You know, I, normally I would go through the NBA with Olden, but I think the John Morant story is what we spent the whole 10 minutes pretty much talking about. And what a teaching moment for kids. What a teaching moment. As I said, I have this conversation. I got a 21-year-old and a 19-year-old son. And it's all I care about is their safety. That's it. I don't, you know, their grades are going to be good. They're going to, I care about who's driving no drinking and driving, and don't hang out with losers and thugs. I, like I said to Holden, I use the word thug all the time. There are so many people that want to act like they're gangsters and thugs, and they're not. But they do it on an Instagram live feed. They do it on a selfie. And normally they don't put a gun in the picture. you got to be pretty stupid, even if you're a gangbanger or a criminal, to have a gun in the picture. They're even smart enough not to do that. So when you're an NBA player and you're, probably whacked out and drunk and you take a gun and you flash it there, you got to think you're going to get in trouble. And he wasn't thinking. And he took some time off here. And this the apology needs to be sincere. And he's going to have to have a PR firm help him out along the way. And he'll play again, and he should. He didn't commit a crime. This wasn't domestic violence. He didn't get a DUI and kill someone. You know, we're, we're familiar in this town with what happened to Henry Ruggs III. 
you know, to, to hit someone under the condition he was in, his life is ruined, and he's got great legal representation. This is not the issue with John Moran. He made a mistake. It wasn't a tragedy. But the gun could have went off. The gun could have killed him, hurt someone, hurt someone in that nightclub. Wait till the video comes out in the nightclub. I keep reminding everybody this nationally more so than in Vegas. There are cameras everywhere in Vegas. We saw what happened to Alvin Kamara, right? They beat the hell out of some guy in a hallway, allegedly. No, not allegedly. You saw the video of it. In Vegas, there's a camera where you don't think there's a camera. So I tell that. I got guys, you know, we're older guys. We're not in our 20s and 30s, but I remind guys in their 20s and 30s, there is a camera following you into the bathroom, out of the bathroom, to your car, to the garage, in the elevator, outside the elevator, in the hallway of your hotel room, walking right to your door. There's not a moment you're in a casino where there isn't a camera on you. And this is John Morant doing it in some random nightclub where they have cameras everywhere. And wait till those camera photos get released to TMZ, and TMZ will put it out there. Uh, breaking news story today in regards to Tiger Woods. His longtime girlfriend is asking a judge to remove her from a non-disclosure agreement that she claims the 15-time major champion forced her to sign when their relationship started in August of 2017. According to ESPN, according to the civil complaint uh, filed yesterday in uh, circuit court in Martin County, Florida, Eric Erica Herman believes the NDA is invalid and unenforceable and that a trust controlled by Woods is wrongfully using it against her. But your Tiger had a lot of people signing deals huh, back in the day, Bobby. Uh, everybody, all these athletes, woman comes into their lives, sign on the dotted line, woman leaves, everything you saw, sign this. Here's a little bit of cash or a car on the way out, but you need to sign this. So uh, Tiger Woods in the news today, but not for playing another golf tournament. We'll see if he ends up playing in the Masters, and the Masters is going to be great. The fields are going to look unbelievable. Can't wait for that. 702-365-9200. Thanks again to Olden Polonese. When we come back, last round for phone calls on Lamar Jackson Day today on the flagship. What do you think we're at, Bobby? 60-40 if the callers want them? Yeah, about that. We've got a bunch on Twitter that don't want them. Someone, someone just tweeted me, he quit on the team. He quit on the Ravens. We don't want a quitter here in Vegas. Okay. We'll see what happens with this. Aaron Rodgers next and what we learned from the Jets cross-country meeting. fun to be here. It's such a great event. Fans are amazing. A lot of people yelling different teams they want me to come to next year, um, which has been fun because uh, we got a little uh, inside bet going about which team's going to have the most fans, but uh, it's been fun. I was going to say that for my last question, but you're leading me right into it. Is there maybe like a favorite color, favorite city that you might have on your mind for next season? I'm just going to say that the uh, predominant uh, team that we hear as we're walking is Raiders. A lot of a lot of Raider fans are encouraging me. A lot of Devonte misses you comments. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So we're having some fun with it. It's a great, uh, you know, great event for the fans to come out here, and hopefully we can get back on the course. Listen, if you want to break some news with us here on CBS, we would love for that to happen. But just think about it. You don't have to answer now. <laughs> Talk. 
So that was Aaron Rodgers when he was at Pebble Beach, courtesy of CBS. JT, back with you, brought to you by Tommy White and the 872 Laborers who build this city on time safely. There's always a project going up. The 872 Labor is the backbone of this valley here. So the update on Aaron Rodgers isn't much other than the Jets, led by Woody Johnson, the billionaire owner. He flew out to Malibu. Aaron Rodgers lives in Malibu. They went to a restaurant called Lucky. Uh, They had dinner there. Nathaniel Hackett was there. Robert Sala, the head coach, the owner. Joe Douglas, the GM. So they went full court press on him. Uh, the full court press is about his lifestyle more so because when he went into the darkness and came out on the other side into the light, he, he's talking a lot about being happy and being happy at the end of his life and his career, the end of his football life. Well, I don't know why that has anything to do with anything. I don't know what makes him happy. One of his teammates said on Good Morning Football that Miami would be a good fit because he could defrost from his years in Green Bay and get some good weather down there. And I think Nashville's probably the best fit for his lifestyle music, it's great. I don't know if you went to Nashville with the Raiders, everybody. That was one hell of a trip. Raiders lost a game, and they had a chance late, but they lost. But that lifestyle and the music, and this the beauty and how close downtown and Broadway is to the stadium, and they're building a new stadium. Thought that'd be a good fit. I think Las Vegas would be a good fit because of the golf. Golf's a big deal with him. He plays a lot of golf when he's not playing football, and to play golf with Devontae at Shadow Creek where they've been spotted together would be pretty cool. I think Aaron Rodgers should be recruited to play Southern Highlands, the Summit, and Shadow Creek on his off days and the weekends and when he can in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world, or the Jets, and growing up in a Jet area. I grew up in Long Island, New York, which was heavy Jets. There's been no one who's been as accomplished as Joe Namath, and for those Raider fans that remember Joe Namath and the impact that he had, Maybe he had the biggest impact in the history of the league other than Johnny Unitas and Tom Brady. When Joe Namath was able to bring the AFL Jets to the NFL and to be the highest-paid player by a lot in that era, I talked to Fred Bolitnikoff every day. I asked him about the Joe Namath era, and these guys were all friends, and he was, just, he was beyond a rock star and in the number one media market in New York. And he owned his own bar restaurant. And he had pantyhose commercials and other commercials. He was a star of epic proportions, much bigger than Aaron Rodgers ever been. So a lot of people are wondering about the fit with the New York media and what's going to happen there. I don't think that's going to be a big deal for him. He's not going to do a lot of media. He's not. He's not going to do a lot of media. He does Pat McAfee's show, and then he'll do the mandatory press conferences the way Derek Carr did. You know, Derek Carr, I didn't take it personally, but at the end of his run with the Raiders— did not sit down with us, and I, I had a great relationship with Derek. He didn't block me on the internet and treated me fine and knew him on a first-name basis, but Derek wasn't raising his hand to come on Raider Nation Radio every day. I don't think he ever did. Again, I had the only interview with him when he got signed his contract extension. That was for TV. We played it on the radio. He can do the same thing that Derek did. Go to New Jersey, New York. Don't do any, any interviews with the local media. None. Doesn't do any WFAN. He doesn't need the money. He's making $60 million. Doesn't do any wrap-up show on Sunday night. Doesn't do anything. He just does Pat McAfee. He gets a big download. Everybody hears him there. Then he goes to the podium a couple of times a week, answers basic questions, and then goes to his mansion, which he'll rent. Everyone's like, the New York media is going to eat him up. No, the tabloids are going to eat him up. The New York Post and Newsday are going to put him on the cover if he loses a game and then have a play on words and show him with a bad look on his mouth, and then all those newspapers are going to talk about it on sports radio shows. But he doesn't listen to any of that. He'll look at Twitter and all that, but he'll do that anywhere else. 
So I'm assuming that the meeting went really well and they pitched him on everything and everything that's going on and what's going to happen and what's going to happen going forward. So I'm not one of the guys that doesn't think it's going to be a good fit. Now, I didn't like the Derek Carr fit in New York with the New York media because Derek, I think, would have got a little bit involved with that. I think the New York media, if they ripped him on the papers, would bother him a little bit more than it would Aaron Rodgers. But Derek's going to New Orleans where they don't have much media down there. That might be one of the smallest media markets. Dallas is the biggest, right? For every one media member in New Orleans, there's 30 in Dallas. For every five media members in Vegas, there's 40 in New York. So where the fit is is important. And for Lamar Jackson... I got a couple of my buddies who have Baltimore radio shows. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't go on the radio. If Lamar Jackson comes to us here in Vegas, there's not going to be a Lamar Jackson show. I don't think so. He's not going to come on the radio every week. Probably get him once or twice a year, and he'll do every mandatory podium session. And Jared Stidham, same thing here. Those guys are getting away from radio because they could do it all on podcasts. They can go on the podcast and do it there. They don't have to go on live radio shows. You know, we're real lucky to get the head coach every week. And for those who've heard it, the head coach gave us a breakdown of every other team, took ownership for the losses, looked ahead for the wins, and that's what you get now. And for Aaron Rodgers, he'll be a good fit anywhere. I do believe the dark, dark horse is San Francisco. I still think that Kyle Shanahan is getting frustrated not being able to win. And his, his father, Mike Shanahan, won two with John Elway. Okay, I don't think you can win the Super Bowl with Kyle Purdy and Trey Lance. You can with Aaron Rodgers, who went to Cal. But you got to clear $60 million, and that's a lot of money to move, even for the 49ers. But they have a lot of great contracts and big ones that they can possibly restructure and get the job done there. Q is on deck. He's got a big show all set and ready to go. Remember, one week from today, I'll be live at the Stratosphere inside their home PTs. Their flagship is right there inside the Stratosphere. We'll be there from noon to 2. And we're going to have a lot of fun there, too. Great wings, of course, at BT's. Great food. A beer on tap, and it'll be the beginning of March Madness. And then we have a couple other promotions with March Madness coming up with Resorts World, what we'll be doing out there, and especially Remy Martin as we team up for excellence, and they're a big part of our promotion heading into March Madness. Also, the M Resort Spa is going to have a viewing party. Uh, They're going to have a lot of different venues over at M. So if you're in the Henderson side of our audience and you're looking for a place, it's always PT's and the Raiders Tavern and Grill, which would be a great place to watch March Madness. Uh, Set your reservations early. Get them set up so you don't have to worry about it next Thursday when the madness begins out here. Thanks to Bobby for putting the show together. Olden Polonese, Vinny Bonsignor, who were kind enough to join us. Tomorrow, Gary Lawless. Love Gary. He'll come on and talk Vegas Golden Knight hockey, and we'll move around Doug Whaley, the former Buffalo Bills GM, Want to talk to him about Lamar Jackson. If you miss any portion of the show, you can find it at lvsportsnetwork.com. I'm on Twitter and Facebook at JT the Brick. Have a great day, everybody, and thanks for listening. You know I appreciate you.